<laughs> so gurus, um, I'm gonna, there's a little bit of exposition for this. So I apologize dear listener, uh, but it's worth it because it's a good story. Now, one of my coworkers today, when we were talking about some of the things of Bitcoin and Luna, and he's a, he's a very successful Pokemon or Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh card seller. Oh, wow. Like, uh, cool. not joking around. He probably makes more than he does a month at his job selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards and, uh, specifically Yu-Gi-Oh. And he kind of was embarrassed when he first told me about that. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, yeah. You sold a card for like $4,000. <laughs> He's a trader. Um, yeah. I mean, he knows what he's doing and he has a buyer and stuff. So sometimes he takes a little bit longer getting back from lunch because he has to drive further to get to this trader and stuff. And I'm like, dude, that's cool. Um, so this is a guy that's actually kind of a entrepreneur and a trader in his own right. Um, and he said, what do you think about gurus? And we had a, probably about a 20, 25 minute talk about it. And so when I say gurus, I want to make sure um, I'm clear that what I mean by gurus, uh, there's one guy particularly that CoffeeZilla, that's, I told you earlier, that's kind of the thing he does is he exposes gurus. He actually, CoffeeZilla goes and buys the product from these gurus and then he shows everybody else what they are. Yeah. Um, so you can actually see, are you getting your money's worth? And uh, now granted everybody values a dollar differently as we've talked about with Bitcoin and all this other stuff. So the one that he refers to the most, the one that I'm most familiar with him is Ty Lopez. Um, and that your laugh seems like you're very familiar with him. I would say as a whole, yeah, that someone, when I'm calling a guru is somebody that thinks that they're a financial expert, but they haven't necessarily paid their dues to become an expert in finance. Um, a lot of their money might be coming from scams or scam ish type stuff. Like, Hey, Matt, Matt wrote a book recently about the ABCs of the oil and gas industry. And if all that was in there, and he's made it very clear. It's a child's book. And I'm like very clear that if you're an idiot, like a child, it's still effective for you. But if you're, you know, you've got your PhD in oil and gas and you you'll just know everything about oil and gas. Yeah. You'll love the book, but you might be like, what? I paid this much money for a children's book. Yes, because it's a children's book. It was, it, it was advertised as a children's <laughs> book. It was not meant for um, a dissertation to be written off of. There's not false advertising, but somebody that literally makes all their money saying, Hey, you want to learn how to become rich? And at the time they do it, they've never been rich. They haven't really studied the secrets, but they get you to buy the program. And then when you buy the program, you buy that product at the end of the product, it's like, okay, if you want to know the next step, <laughs> you have to pay another X amount of money. And it's, it's a, it's almost like how Marvel cinematic universe is. They keep on teasing the next part without <laughs> completely yeah. finishing. Uh, so Ty Lopez is in that group. T uh, Tony Robbins is not in that group, even though he is considered a guru in many ways. And maybe there's some areas that Tony Robbins would be in this group, but we're talking about specifically. He, like people... he probably wouldn't like you calling him a guru. Um, yeah, he, in fact, I know in one of his books, he kind of specifically mentions, I am not a guru. I think that's actually the title of one of his books, if I remember right. Um, so I, I want to kind of give some boundaries of what we're talking about. Uh, but one guy who, and this is actually the guy that my, my coworker was very interested in. He is part guru and part not. The stuff that he talks about when it comes to sales, like how to do sales is right on the money. I've, I've, 
bought several of his books. Uh, when he had a sell for $2 a book, I think I spent like $50 on um, books and products like that for him. I've read about 20 of his books. Um, and each one is different enough that it's justified at least $2 mm -hmm. worth of spending. His wife wrote a book, which actually I found, even though she's a horrible writer <laughs> and a horrible reader of her writing, um, it was actually very insightful of what it's like for a, a person to have gone from $50,000 a year living to going into the multi hundreds of millions of dollars and what it's like, some of that transition stuff. She was very honest in some of that. So I, I found the sales stuff completely insightful. And I will say the guy's name. I'm purposely building it up a little bit because I want to make sure there's some products that he offers that are absolutely helpful. If I was doing sales, I would definitely read his earlier stuff to help with the motivation, to help with the simple stuff. It's very similar. It's more um, pragmatic or practical version of kind of what Seth Godin would say in his blog or his, in Seth Godin's books, but he kind of break, uh, this person breaks it down a little bit more. Uh, the way I came across this guy was one of my friends who owns a business up in Joplin, um, spent several thousand dollars to go to a special conference to be with this guy. And of course that made me all scared right there because <laughs> I'd never heard of him at that point. And he said that like, let's say he spent $10,000 on this conference because of the things that this person had him do during the conference and the regarding of sales. By the time he was leaving the conference three and a half days later, he had made more from the initiation from how to do sales better. Like it already paid for everything that he did on his trip and all the expenses he incurred. And that, that is where, and I find this to be consistent with a lot of people that uses this person's product when it has to do with sales. Notice I'm mentioning that a lot. The thing he's trying to push really hard is real estate. And um, that person's name is Grant Cardone. Oh yeah. Let's see. <laughs> I probably should have asked you, Matt, who do you think it is? <laughs> and in Grant Cardone, his sales stuff is whether he's stolen it or he's used it himself. I don't know, but it is legitimate. It's the same kind of stuff yeah, from great. what I see from people who do sales all the time. Like Art Subcheck has some very similar things um, with his uh, sales through phone. And Grant Cardone shows a way of doing that in person. And I love that stuff. But when he starts talking about real estate, um, how his goal is to be a multi-billionaire, um, but while he still hasn't gotten to that point yet, it starts going a little bit more of a kind of crazy kind of <laughs> uh, thing. And, and it's all that to say, whatever you spend your money on, try to understand as best as possible what you're buying and realize that sometimes you're spending a lot of money on a lottery ticket. That's not going to win. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I probably used to be in the camp of like, I haven't paid, I haven't bought any of his products. So, um, I don't know about that, but I used to be in the camp of maybe a hater on him too. But I, uh, I mean like his sales stuff, I think is great. And and I have I have watched some of his real estate videos that he's posted on YouTube, and uh, how he how he broke down the real estate market. I thought it was easy to understand, and uh, pretty insightful. So, um, I <clears throat> I don't really know. Like I know he's got capital and stuff like that. Like um, I think that. 
Ty, Ty Lopez too. Like I, I remember for him on the, uh, like I was talking to my friend a while back about, about him. I'm like, do you know this guy? And I was like, I was like, no, like, or, or he's like, no. And I was like, well, I, I remember him from that video that was like a viral meme that was like just here in my garage, you know, in front of my Lamborghini and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> but he owns, he has this company now that I, I, I don't know how I found out about this a couple months ago. It's e-commerce ventures where he mm-hmm. bought up <laughs> like Radio Shack, uh, Dress Barn, uh, some other companies. And I was just like, one of the things he was talking about launching the radio coin, like he, he seems uh, when I looked him up, he was launching an NFT. Mm-hmm. Like he, he seems to do everything. Yeah. He's a jack of all trades to take your money and a master of none. Um, and that I'm going to mention the guy's name again, Coffeezilla. He actually breaks down a lot of the advertising and stuff that they use. And like I said, he's participated in the program. So he's not just That's someone who's from the outside. Um, in fact, his, a lot of his sponsorship money goes to paying and enrolling in these these once-in-a-lifetime free programs that cost money. Uh, that's also probably a, a thing right there. If if they offer it as a free program on how to accomplish something and then say, if you really want to know how to do it, give us uh, you know X amount of money. At that point, I think you could say that um, it's probably sketchy at best. Um, well, I I kind of disagree with that. Because okay, I think well, you're wrong. No, <laughs> I think with most, whenever you're selling information products or like data products or um, like software or something like that, you're not selling um, like pest control services or something. You need to find a way to get people in your sales pipeline. And a lot of people have like free things or whatever where they offer you some sort of educational value with the purpose of having you continue on. And, and, uh, it's like, you have to be careful of your claims. Like I know there's laws against, um, saying that, you know, you'll earn 50% return on this, but, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, I don't really know a better way to sell information products than getting people to enroll in some sort of free, whether you give them a book or something like that. I, well, I want to be clear though. There's a difference between saying like, Hey, I'm going to give you part of the strategy for something. Um, and I'd have to look it up because it's been a couple of years since I specifically watched that video. One of Ty Lopez's in particular, and it's mostly people that are in this group, um, that's not the fact that they have an in-app purchase that you have to buy, which, by the way, every single app you download, they let you know if you, there's a chance that there's in-app purchases. <laughs> yeah. They say, come to my seminar, my webinar, and learn the three things that will help you make a million or that will let you become a millionaire. And you go in there and they might've cultivated that information themselves, but it's usually a rip off of something from like Napoleon Hill or Del Carnegie. Yeah, 
And literally it's like the first thing you need to do is save your money. The second thing you need to do is spend your money. And the third thing you need to do is dance like it's 1999. And don't actually tell you anything about how to make a million dollars. In fact, the literature that they provide uh, the webinar or whatever doesn't act. All they do is talk about like, don't you want to have a million dollars? Don't you want to have a million dollars? But they don't actually tell you how to do that. Then after you watch, it's like, are you interested in learning more about how to make a million dollars? Yeah. Well, Hey, for only 10 payments of 4499 or for this special deal, um, it's a limited offer. Even though I'm going to offer this webinar 10 times over the next few days uh -huh. to people, it's a limited time offer that if you don't choose to do this within the next 30 minutes, then um, either you're missing out on the chance until next year or you're gonna have to pay the full price and i understand a little bit of hype and stuff but again i i, I don't like hype being what you're if you're buying only hype and the problem is is you keep on buying these programs you buy these programs you're definitely helping someone become a millionaire yeah but you're not learning the things necessary of how to be a millionaire itself um, well, I mean, that's, that's a hard, hard thing to do. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's my, but that's the kind of stuff they sell. It's not how to, um, I mean, if you go on Amazon, there's about. Well, so like, so the definition of guru is one, a personal religious teacher and spiritual guide in Hinduism mm -hmm. or two. Uh, there's a couple of different ones, a teacher and especially intellectual guide in matters of fundamental concern, a person with knowledge of, or expertise, one is who is a knowledge leader or chief proponent. I, so I, I, I think these people are very good at marketing. Like they're, they're very good at marketing and um, like Coffeezilla, right? I haven't seen that, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of ways to learn how to market better by going through their program because people are signing up, but, uh, it's, yeah, I, I don't if the, really, if the product was how to market better then absolutely they sell stuff, but that's not what their, that's not what their products are. Generally it's, it's, those are later products that, well, one of the ways you become a millionaire is marketing better. And if you want to learn how to market better, buy this product that is yet incomplete in its own right. And maybe I'm just traditionalist. I'm willing to admit that I like my books. Um, I can, I can go through a book and I can tell you if it actually has the substance of what it's advertising or not fairly quickly. Um, I mean, are you familiar with Mike McCallowitz at all? No. Uh, he came up with a couple different things, the toilet paper entrepreneur, um, the pumpkin. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, but, oh, and I forgot the name of the one book that got me into his stuff, but he, he has this theory. He puts his, um, um, products, like when you buy his books, he sells you the, the stuff in the first few chapters. And then if you want to know all the details and stuff, he puts that in the later chapters. Cause he's like, you're wanting to buy the book, how to do this. I'm not going to waste your time with going to all this stuff that you don't care about. I'm going to give it to you. And he's done fairly well, and he's always offered what profit first. That's what his his, his current okay. business yeah, is. Okay. Um, and I honestly thought it was scam, but got the book for free as long as I was willing to leave a comment on Amazon. Yeah. And I went through the book, and I was like, no, go through it again. I'm like, well, crap. 
Um, this is actually quality stuff. And <laughs> I even got mentioned on their podcast uh, about how, because I left the reviews like, hey, I thought this was just a get rich quick scheme that was uh, some form of MLM or something. And um, it's actually pretty good. And they're like, yep, Mike, it's not. <laughs> they just went on with their stuff. It was, it was pretty funny. Um, but funny. Uh, so I like, I, re I read this book recently, Chet Holmes, The Ultimate Sales Machine. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like that. Um, I you see the thickness of that book, though. Yeah. How many pages? It's like 260, 270, 260 um, pages. I mean, that's a fairly thick book for a sales book. Usually they're about 120 pages. Um, I would say that the fact that he put that much time and effort into it <laughs> already puts me in like, Ooh, this guy at least took the time to write a book. It might be full of crap, but he took the time to write a full of crap book. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not personally a hater on a lot of these people. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy anything from Ty Lopez, but, uh, that's personal preference. Um, I'm still, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Grant, Grant Cardone, like I subscribe to his YouTube channel now. He's, he's grown on me and like, I don't watch that much of his, but I've listened to his podcast a couple times. Uh, it's, I, I personally like hearing people's opinions and like most people know how to do this. Like all, all the stuff in this book is basically self-explanatory. Um, but it's, I think you're overestimating a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's, it's, it's good to hear and, um, whatever works like with business, it's like whatever works to get you kind of motivated and focused in the area that you need to be is, is pretty good. Like I mean, Grant Cardone has built a big business and, and maybe uh, that's where I need to, maybe that's where one of the lines is that I haven't said at one time. And this is one reason why I appreciate his earlier stuff, even his earlier podcast. Um, when he first started the pod, his, one of his podcasts, it was about how to be a better salesperson, how to get the sell, how to do this. Now it's probably... about, now it's about how to build Grant Cardone's brand and mm -hmm. That's that in itself is not a bad thing, but it's no long, but it's a little bit of a bait and switch of where I'm telling you that it's about this other stuff, but really it's not, it's purely for the brain itself. And I would say, yeah, most cells cells hasn't really changed a whole lot over time, but it's a motivation. It's a way of continuing to, maybe you'll see a story or something that tells you in a way that can help stick with you for the next season of say, selling. Um, Ty Lopez and I, and I am speaking from a third party cause I'm not going to buy his product. Um, he, uh, he sells the Ty Lopez brand first. And then because of that brand, you don't you want to be like him? And that's, that's where I start having problems. And maybe, maybe the advice is sound. Maybe I, maybe Coffeezilla is full of it. Um, uh, maybe other people like that are, but I don't want to go listen to Tony Robbins just because he's successful. The success definitely plays into it, but his success doesn't really matter if the product that he's offering isn't actually 
meant to help the person who's buying the product. And I know you're a big fan of Tony Robbins and, um, there, and also there's a thing of where, Hey, I made a mistake because I didn't offer this to you sooner to make $5 million. That's, um, that's not what Tony Robbins does when they made the mistake on that one little online conference that you and I went to, you went to more of it than I got to go to. But, um, when there's a mistake, like, Hey, we, we talked about this thing and we want to mention this was a perspective and maybe it wasn't as sensitive to as we should have been on some of these issues and stuff. That was a, it was a very adult way to deal with something that either got misrepresented or miscommunicated. Um, this having been a part of the email list for the better part of four years <laughs> for Tony Robbins for uh, Grant Cardone. Oh, Grant Cardone. Um, yeah, I'm not a part of his the, email list. The, um, it took me forever to get off his list. That was another <laughs> thing. Um, they're like, well, don't you want to know how to make a hundred thousand dollars before the end of the year? It's like, not really. I'm perfectly happy in my state job that pays a lot less. <laughs> and they're like, um, a lot of people you... want to roll those, roll those dice. You know? Oh, I know. Um, and I know his strategy and I, because I've read the book and he tells me exactly how long it takes before they actually remove me from the list. So I've got a couple more years or decades uh -huh. or something. Um, but when his apologies come out, they're always fake apologies. They're, um, Hey, we, we should have given you this kit discount a lot sooner. So for next, uh, next 24 hours, we're going to go ahead and extend this discount on buying my products. Nothing wrong with that in its own right, but it's no longer about, Hey, we need to get you. I mean, like I said, I have his books. They're all, most of them are on my phone right now. Um, both, uh, the PDFs and the audible version or audio versions. Um, I, I'm, I love a lot of his product and stuff, but when it stopped becoming about, um, helping the customer and helping, um, just promote Grant Cardone, that's when it started becoming like, Ooh, that's when it, I, I think that's when most people should, maybe not all, but most people should, people should be a little bit more wary. Like if, if, if the new next becomes something where we're just telling people like, Hey, you're a loser. If you don't listen to the new next, as much as that might be true. Uh, <laughs> and obviously people listening to it aren't losers because they're listening to the new next. Um, I mean, if it's just kind of a self-fulfilling, um, oh, if, it, if it's Primerica, if, if it's a company that doesn't, you should edit that out. I'm just going to, you know what I said right there. So edit that out. Right. It's, I, I don't understand that, but yeah. So that's why you need to edit out. So I don't get in trouble. Yeah. And, and you lose your podcast because people are like, uh, oh, bad, Matt. Yeah. So I, we can agree to disagree. I, because I, you know, people pay for being a part of something. It's like going to a concert too, right? Like they're a, a big time musician is doing it. They probably wouldn't necessarily do it unless they were making money for or or contributing to something else right so so i think i have like, a hard time putting entertainment mixed in with business though that like because the purpose of going to a concert is going to be fairly much about wanting to enjoy entertainment like if you want to enjoy grant cardone or whoever's sales pitch and stuff and that's something that you want to pay money for that's awesome but generally if you go to the concert and they're like if you want to hear past our second song of the night donate money on your phone right now otherwise you don't get to listen to the, we kick you out of the concert 
the one that you already paid for to come into. I, yeah. I don't know if that's a comparable. Well, but you know, it's still someone's choice, right? They probably wouldn't come back and it's so like Tony Robbins is all about like he synthesizes knowledge from all these different sources and the something that makes sense. So um, I think like there's a lot of people that really trust what he says and because he's built that brand and he has eyeballs. So it's all about eyeballs and Grant Cardone has eyeballs. I guess Ty Lopez has eyeballs and, uh, but it's, yeah, like it's, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. It's like they're, they're selling information. So, um, kind of like a coach coach does too. Like they, they, they're, they're selling information. They're selling their time to help you get somewhere else. And I can see why people get burnt, but they're not, they're, they're fine with losing some fish to, have a couple that are kind of lifers, I think. Yeah, I personal preference. I, I, I think a lot of a lot of people love being a part because this started as gurus, right? Mm -hmm. Like guru can be a good thing or a bad thing. So it can be someone that helps people like grow spiritually or whatever like that. But another person may have a negative reaction to that and it traumatizes their life or something so it's like i think a lot of people like the wisdom of the crowds so to speak like being a part of a group that's all kind of moving together in a similar direction and sharing camaraderie with it much like church like you know church in it in its essence too is kind of like having these principles that everybody goes and shares together in a communal space. So I think a lot of what these gurus, so to speak, they have some sort of principles and a lot of people like coalesce around them, but some just aren't that great, basically. Like I, I, yeah. I, pers I personally spend money on uh, personal development stuff but I don't spend a lot and I'm not one of those people that uh, tithe money to stuff. Like I, I think a lot of people have problems with um, the pressure sales, pressuring people into things when they don't have enough money to spend on it. Right. And that gets people in trouble. And um, so that's, you know, people make their own decisions. I think they're kind of responsible for that. And it probably sucks if you pay money for something and it's not what they said it was, but. Yeah. I, I know you would prefer to say agree to disagree and we stop. <laughs> um, and I, I guess I said, I, all I can say to that is maybe, um, I do have a lot of strong feelings on that for multiple different reasons, but I won't belabor them past nine 45 tonight. Uh, <laughs> sit here and Becker like an old married couple. 
Maybe. That's, Mike, uh, Mike that's, I told that's, you, that's you I liked you. I liked golfing on Wednesdays. And you say it's bad to golf. I think you're wrong. Yeah. I Again, I, I, I've said it multiple times in this specific recording period, and I've said it in other recording periods. Just try to understand what you're spending your money on. Uh, if you invest your money, whatever it might be, whether it's a loaf of bread or it's um, a guru, <laughs> Bitcoin, um, or war investment, uh, you know, try to make sure you understand as much as you can about the fact that when you spend it, you might just be losing it and be okay with the fact that you lost it. Um, so maybe, maybe a good comparison, right, is to rappers that glorify drug dealing. Um, there, there might be like Lamborghinis and stuff in the video, but when you really look at a reality, most drug dealers make below minimum wage and they would better off just get a job. So you're kind of selling the dream Mm -hmm. so that some people can get in and it's, it's not a perfect science. Um, it's, I think any, anything, anytime that you're, that anybody's advocating that you do something immoral, unethical or illegal, like that's just not good advice at all. And that's something that they, they shouldn't be doing, but, um, unless it's a loophole for your taxes. <laughs> Well, that's, it's legal then. Well, it might be un immoral <laughs> or unethical. Well, it depends. <laughs> I know that's, that's the whole point. <laughs> Some people would say it's immoral to uh, have a fourth of COVID relief funds get skimmed off by oh, fraudsters. Yeah, well, I, yeah I'm, I'm not arguing the specifics. I'm just saying that, that that's part of the, the problem is that there's lots of things that are legal that many groups would find unethical or immoral and there's lots of stuff that's illegal that people would argue are ethical and moral yeah. <laughs> so, agree to disagree <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah.